everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. I'm Tom. And I'm Dave. Today, we are sitting down and talking with Craig Straub. Uh, Craig, how you doing? Good. How are you? Not Wonderful. too bad. I'm excited to talk about airplanes. Yes. That's always a good thing. Right? <laughs> it makes for a fun day. It really so, does. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I would say I've been flying since uh, about 2007. Um started out with uh, electric uh, hobby zone planes and the first one I had was a Firebird Phantom it was kind of on the small side um, say at least it didn't really survive its maiden flight too well <laughs> many don't up, no they don't and it ended up in a tree Ooh. And but luckily I was able to get it and save it and had to go to Horizon and order spare parts and probably kept it for probably about six months or so longer and then end up getting a uh, hobby zone super cub and it proved to be a much better plane for me to to learn to fly and fly pretty well on yeah those airplanes have taught a lot of people to fly yeah i can't beat a cub that's <laughs> what i that was my first airplane too so yeah. Um, yeah, it flew very well. Uh, my only problem, I'm going to ask you if you had the same issue. When you moved on to planes with ailerons, did you have an issue going with, um, you know, actually having the ailerons on the right stick as opposed to just trying to use the, the rudder? Um, I think it was uh, too terribly difficult. Um, but the plane I moved to next ended up being um, a Hobbyco Superstar uh, the electric powered one with the ailerons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the one I, I went ahead to transition myself to, to get to using four channel control. And after about, I would say maybe half a dozen flights, I started to really feel a lot more comfortable with it, but I do know what you're saying. Uh, the first flight, it felt a little hairy at first until you started to get used to everything. But after that, it, it ended up being a really good plane to teach you aileron control as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think my biggest issue moving to that was not necessarily flying in the air, but taxiing and takeoff on the ground. Cause I yes, was, I, I was, I was constantly trying to steer with your right stick, which is what you do with a three channel plane, at least that mm -hmm. one. And I, you couldn't do that. You so had that, to move. I had the exact opposite problem. I took and learned on an aileron aircraft. And then when I first tried to fly something with rudder only, takeoffs were just miserable. Mm. Huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I could say that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's nice now, though, because what I would do is actually use the sticks correctly and buddy them together. Yep. That way. Yeah, mix them. Yeah, mix, mix, mix them. rudder and yeah, aileron yeah. sticks yeah. together. Yep. So, Craig, where, where roughly, whereabouts in the country are you? Uh, I'm in uh, Northeast Ohio. Okay, sweet. Um, I live about half hour south of uh, Youngstown. If you're familiar with where that is, I'm not, but okay. okay. <laughs> I've heard of it. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where. How close are you to Toledo? That that's one that we know. <laughs> I, well, I also know Columbus because oh, okay. my mom lives there. But yeah, I am about three three hours away from Toledo. Okay. Oh. Okay. Right. But uh, I have made that trip twice. There you go. Worth it, isn't it? The, most definitely. Yeah. Um, actually, my dad and I, we made the trip to the last actual 
convention show that they had in 2019. And we were there when they, it was the full exhibit and everything. And it wasn't turned into the, just the swap meet. Okay. And we were actually planning to go in 2020, but then that's when everything got shut down. So thanks COVID. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So now would you say without, you know, belaboring the point, would you say that, are, are you one of those ones that would see somebody like Ron and I at the show who have never been to the, to the expo part of the show, mind you, um, and tell us, well, the show is not what it used to be because that was our kind of like our overwhelming experience from folks who had, from veterans that yeah, have been from there before. Who had, yeah. Folks who had gone to the Toledo show when it was the actual, you know, the, the exposition with all the vendors and stuff, uh, to, uh, to what it is now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I mean, cause from everything I saw online, cause I didn't make it to this past spring when they had it, but I would say from what I saw online and read and everything, it looked like it was very much a nice turnout. It looked like they had a lot of things there. It looked like there was a lot of people, even some vendors that showed up that, that uh, I actually saw at the previous two Toledo shows. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Ron and I had a, had a really good time. Uh, But I think, I think a lot of it is expectation management, right? So if you go Mm -hmm. there with a certain expectation, you know, you could or could not get let down. So we went with the understanding that, hey, this isn't the show that it used to be. Let's just go with an open mind. And we were not, I wasn't right. disappointed. I can't speak for Ron, but I don't think he was disappointed either. No, I went just thinking it was a swap meet. Right. So for that, I think it did a, a wonderful job. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Seen, seen both of them, it's like comparing apples and oranges. Right. Uh, they're excellent apples. There's excellent oranges, <laughs> but they're mm-hmm. not the same. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yep. Okay. And you know, and if you go there expecting to see apples, and you see apples, then you're not disappointed. That's if right. you've never eaten an orange, exactly. There you go. See, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do. I am sorry for you guys not being able to see it in its heyday, though. Just to have a reference. Well, so in my defense, like I went to the you know the Richter a couple of well a few times, and then the Urcha after what it was called after that the Chicago show, and yeah, it's cool. It really is to see all the, you know, the people that are the vendors there with all their new stuff. And, and it's always so bright and shiny and no fingerprints on anything. And it's a cool, it's a cool experience, but swap meets are way more fun. If you ask me. Yeah, I agree. A lot more deals and a and, lot more interesting yeah, and the stuff. older I get, the, mm-hmm. the more fun they become, I think. So well, that's great. Cause we got more to do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so do you, uh, do you belong to a flying club? Well, uh, yes, I do belong to a flying club. It's, Roughly about 15 minutes from my house. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's convenient. Right. Definitely. Um, uh, the name of our club is uh, the Columbiana County Centaurs RC Club. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yes, that it is. Makes it interesting <laughs> when they try to put hats and shirts together <laughs> to sell. Yeah. Um, it's one where the, on the shirt, the logo wraps around the front and then goes under the arm and onto the, back. the back. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> so, about um, how big of a of a field is that, or a, a club? We have roughly about thirty to usually thirty five members. Uh, we used to have more, like within the last probably four or five years, but it's probably like the usual thing that a lot of clubs have encountered, where you have some people that stay for a while, and then all of a sudden they pack up and go somewhere else, yeah. or they may just get out of the hobby altogether. Yeah. Well, and COVID um, had a lot to do with the recent, you know, 
I, I think the recent decline in membership, um, you know, mm-hmm. guys, especially, I mean, let's be honest, the demographic who fly these toy airplanes, especially the ones that we're interested in, you know, with the balsa and, and the engine, the gas engines and such, it's an older crowd, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. for the most part, and those guys don't want to be out, you know, in COVID conditions because, you know, they're in, at risk, you know, in, in the at risk category. So I think, I think you're going to see without, you know, going off on a wild tangent here, I'm making a mark on my sheet, so I know where to return. Um, <laughs> but I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see membership and, and participation ramp up again now that we're kind of coming out of the shadows of COVID, I think. Well, but time will tell, yeah, but we'll I'm, I'm hoping you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Craig, do you have a, a group of guys there at the club that you prefer to fly with? Well, uh, the usual crowd for myself is it ends up being myself, my dad, and awesome. this past spring, my uh, three and a half year old daughter started taking an interest. That is really awesome. Yeah. Yes. That's- she she uh, would come into my workshop in the basement and she'd just be like, what are you doing? And you start telling her, you know, what you're doing. And then she started asking, you know, wanting to look at the airplanes. And so ended up, she said she would like a plane of her own. So I got her some foamies. And I actually have uh, one of those small hobby zone sport cubs, the little uh, like UMX style, Mm -hmm. the ready to fly. And I let her have fun with that and put it on the safe and she's lawn darted it several times but <laughs> she's she's really she's impressed my dad and i and it she has no fear and she <laughs> just wants to take off and fly and then she'll she'll land it and she'll say okay time to bring it down then she'll land it and yeah she's just She's so far has really taken hold of it, and that's awesome. I even signed her up for a junior AMA membership this year, also. Nice. Oh, that's so cool. The beauty of having no skin in the game, no fear. Yeah, not worrying <laughs> about crashing anything. I, yes, that would be awesome. Next Daddy best, fix. yeah, yeah. Ne- next best thing would be a simulator. Does she fly the simulator, Craig? Uh, yes, I've had Excellent. her on the simulator a handful of times, and she will spend anywhere from sometimes an hour to an hour and a half on it. That's awesome. That is very cool. Yeah. I well, love good. I love to hear when when kids are you know getting into it and third generation now right your yeah. dad you right. and now hopefully your daughter you know takes off with it See what takes I off there. I got you again yeah, yeah. So, you're so punny I know I try no but that's awesome I yeah. like I said Piper I, we've talked about before she's kind of showing some interest in it so we're going to be working on getting her into flying hopefully next year um, we do the simulator stuff now but she's she's a little nervous about full RC airplane flying because she doesn't want to crash it. Mm-hmm. So yep. we're also working on getting our kid in, but that's, that's so cool that you're mm-hmm. getting your daughter in because I know Tommy has had no luck with any of his kids. All three of them. Yeah. No interest whatsoever. Same with my oldest. Yeah. So it's always good. <laughs> well, he had some, like a small degree. He did for a while. Comes and goes, it seems like. It, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All we can do is try. Yep. And it sounds like your daughter's going to, sounds like if she's spending an hour to an hour and a half on the simulator, I think that's a good sign. Those are the <laughs> best video games. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. Teaching a skill, right? Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, so, you know, can't be bad. Without getting into the list that we're going to talk about later, uh, Craig, do you prefer to build or fly? I would say I would say I'm probably split 50-50 both ways. Okay, that's good. I mean, I enjoy putting together nice, nice brand new kit open in the box and just sitting there looking over everything mm-hmm. and starting putting it together. There's just, I know you've said it, Tom, there's just something about when you're working on a kit. It's just, for the most part, all the time, it's pretty much relaxing a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. New yeah. balsa smell. I know. <laughs> right. I love that. Especially a balsa kit when you, when you first, like a balsa USA kit. There's nothing that compares to that smell. Like even with COVID nose, I can still like the the Phaeton, is that how that's pronounced, I think? Phaeton, something. Whatever, like that, yeah. the biplane that we got at Toledo. I've opened that kit box several times just to, you know, get a whiff of it. It <laughs> smells so good. The one that strikes memories for me is my very first kit that I had was a Goldberg uh, Cub. Mm. Mm-hmm. And for some reason or another, they put cedar spars in it instead of pine. Ah, you open that yeah. thing up, and just the uh-huh. smell of the cedar and the balsa together. Uh. Well, if you ever want to go back, you can come over and sniff my cub if you want to. I've got one in the... Yeah, might the be a little basement. weird, but... <laughs> sniff kit. The kit. The cub kit. That I have a Goldberg so weird. Kit. I know. You guys are... I okay. T- I went... I crossed the line tonight. I like Play-Doh, too. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Craig. I, I enjoy both. I, you know, obviously, I like I like building, and I, I think I would say that I'm I prefer building you know that sort of checks all the boxes as opposed to flying but flying is fun mm-hmm. too especially when you got a group of guys that uh, or family mm-hmm. in your case that, uh, right. that you like to fly with i think that's awesome so so did you get into it first or was your dad exposed to this and kind of got you into it how'd that come about my dad was into it first mm. uh he was into it i think dates back to the 70s oh um nice he, I, my, my first remember, remembrance of like him working on planes was when I was a little kid and I'd go into the basement and play. And I would remember, uh, him working on his planes and such that he was building and, uh, putting together. And I mean, I never, I didn't really take an interest until later in life, but he's always been into it ever since I can remember. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, Tom, that means there's still time for you and I with our older kids. Maybe. Maybe. I I mean, <laughs> I, I think about where my kids, my older kids, well, they're all older now, but my oldest kids, where they're at now, yeah, I don't really see them taking an interest, but who knows? I mean... Well, Craig, when you were younger, was there ever, like, the glint of, hey, this is cool in the back of your mind, or was it just something you didn't even think about, and then it kind of, like, hits you later in life... And then you wanted to get into it with your dad. I think maybe there might have been a time where I may kind of like had an interest for maybe like a couple days where I kind of <laughs> said something, but then it really didn't take off beyond that. Right. Quickly and, fl- or faded. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because there's there's quite a bit of a delay, right? Because you, you remember, you know, going downstairs as a kid, seeing your dad working on the planes. But you didn't get in the hobby until, you know, 2008, I think you, is what you said, really? Seven, eight, so there's, yeah, right. yeah it, it took some time for that to percolate. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe there's maybe there's hope for our oldest kids, Ron. Never know. Hey, we'll Could see. Be. Maybe we've planted the seed. And hopefully it and hopefully grows and doesn't die. Die, yeah. <laughs> and then they come back. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah, it could. Regenerates. Yeah. Something, yeah, I don't know. So, Craig, um, when, it comes to, when it comes to your airplanes... 
Do you prefer foam or balsa? Uh, balsa, hands down. Yeah. Nice. Yes. I agree. No question. Yeah. Yeah. Foam has its place. It does. Right. You said it before, yeah. but yeah. as a building material, as kit building, as all that kind of stuff, I'm I'm definitely into the the balsa side of things. Although now I will say, since I, now I've I've sort of recaged my brain. Okay, bear with me. Sure. So if you think of if you think of foam, not not as a not as a I'm not I can't put it into words, but if you think of it more as well, a this is a podcast, so you got to figure it out right. To. I know, <laughs> but if you think about it more as a building material, just like any other building material, like balsa or plywood or paper, you know, if you're into paper airplanes, whatever. If you think of, if like me personally, if if I think about it in in those terms. Then it's then it's easier to accept it as a, as a hobbyist quality material. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I can what I mean. See that. Like the stuff that Dave here can produce out of a sheet of basically a blue insulation, the quarter inch thick stuff. The stuff that he can create with that is, I mean, they're they're airplanes. Yeah, and they are hobbyist quality airplanes. And if you look at it in the terms, well, it's just a building material. Yeah. You're no not going to win any shows with it. But it's well, I don't a know. good quality. Some of the stuff you've done is pretty doggone good, I would say. But anyway, for me personally, it's easier for me to accept it as a hobbyist material, thinking of it in those terms. If well, that I'm not worried about accepting it as a hobbyist material as much as for building. Like that, that's cool to see other people do it, but that's not something I want to build with. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. just the whole well, we all shaping and yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Balsa just is a fun, and it's what I know too. Right. So I would right. have to learn a whole new skill yeah. to go into the foam. I would say Dave is way more comfortable with foam than we are. Oh, that's that's yeah. Easy. I go either way, balsa or foam. It doesn't matter to me. What if yeah. I want something, I do it. Yeah. But I'm glad to hear Craig say balsa. Yeah, I like balsa. It's gonna make for a better yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. No, I'm kidding. That's fine. Craig, kits or arfs? What's your preference? Kits. Yeah. Me too. Like that box of stuff. Yes. Right. Most definitely. Nothing Ron, beats opening yeah. a kid up and just <laughs> Ron, seeing everything there. <laughs> Ron, it took you a second. Well, because I'm, I'm just imagining the difference in. I. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. Kits are awesome, but I still like the speed of putting an arf together at times. Yeah. It depends on what your end goal is. If you're trying to enjoy the build, mm-hmm. then there's absolutely no question it's going to be a kit. Yeah. Um, if you just want to get something together quickly and go fly it, then an ARF or even a foamy airplane that's ready to go is not a bad idea. Right. We'll have to admit, right. though, I do like uh, taking an ARF and modifying it, heavily modifying an ARF. Yeah. Making it that's, yours. It's almost mm-hmm. like building. It is kind of like a building. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah. Well, it is building. It really is because you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're building something new out of something that yeah. you know, wasn't that to begin with. <laughs> wow you know okay. what i'm trying to say i i'll say yes just to make it go easier i know exactly what you're trying to say you're trying to say <laughs> you're customizing it to make it your own right and it takes building skills in order to change thank it you. from an r perfect to exactly what i was trying to say thank you i guess probably <laughs> the part that it that i maybe don't like as much about arf is you have, at least on my end i you have to go through and pretty much inspect every glue joint. Yeah. Uh, you should put C put yeah. C A in every place all through it before I'll even entertain going any further with the assembly of it. And it's just 
if I'm doing a kit, I know how much glue I've put in those joints when I was assembling it and putting it together. So there's no right. guesswork then. Yep. And you know it's right. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yep. Yeah, the right materials were used. Everything was done to your standards. No 45-degree scarf joints. <laughs> Dave, right. you have to get past Absolutely. that, buddy. You have to get past it. It's been a while now, but that's, <laughs> he won't. It's okay. It's okay. When the, when the airplane is finished and flying again, he that's might get past it. That's when he might get past Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So. Right. So balsa, like going back to balsa, the reason, I mean, I know we're kits arfs or whatever, but I like balsa because it's easier to strap a glow motor to it. That's, Definitely. See, I'm... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I <laughs> I know. You keep rubbing in the fact that we don't... Well, I am not a big glow fan. What about you, Craig? Do you do glow or are you uh, just electric and gasoline? I am pretty much... <laughs> most everything I have is glow and gas. Oh, well, that's good. Love it. I've you should got get some a few electrics, electrics in there. but yeah. pretty much everything... I mean, my glow engines outnumber the gas. Nice. nice. Yeah. And Excellent. Yeah, Tom just, just brightened up. Yeah, here. I'm glowing. Yeah, oh, man, <laughs> see what I did bad. right there. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're speaking his language now. So oh, yeah, and I'll be. I mean, it's just for me. It's uh, nostalgia. I mean, that's what I learned mm-hmm. with, and um, I like the smell. I like I the sound. Smell of burning castor oil. Yeah, we've no. we've uh, you know we've yes. gone over it over and over. But yeah, I. I so what what on. drew you to to the nitro side of things, Craig? I would say I just, basically I wanted longer flight times, basically. And I got tired of having to wait for batteries to charge. Yeah. And then I also, that's what my dad's always primarily been into was glow also, even though he has a couple electrics too, but I also like the sound. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I was at the field, at the club and you saw the other guys flying around with gas and glow. The sound initially is what drew me and along with obviously you get longer flight times. And then I would have to say, I agree with Dave. You, you, the smell of that fuel burning, just something about it. It's a nice, <laughs> it might sound strange to some people, but it smells good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree with everything you said. Oh, yeah. Except for the dirtiness and the expense. That's the that only is, thing. I was going to say, that's the only thing that, that turns me off of glow. Yeah. yeah. My big turnoff right now is the slime, just the oil all over everything. Yeah. I just, the dirtiness. Ugh, gross. The dirtiness. So. If you have your exhaust set up correctly, though, you can minimize that. You know oh, that. I know I can. Okay. I've right. been doing this a while. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You can minimize the amount of slime on your airplane if you have your exhaust set up correctly. But anyway, Craig, do you have a favorite airplane, like the, like an airplane that's your go-to, the one that goes with you to the field almost every time you go? Currently, right now, the one that probably travels me to the field the most would be my Hangar 9 10cc Ultra Stick that I have. Yeah. It's a great it, airplane. Well, it pretty much makes it every trip. Yeah. Well, it's and a stick, it's, so, I mean... And this yes. is the the 10cc, so you that's got a 65 on it? Yes. I think uh, I read yeah, that OS 65. Yeah. That's a good combination. Really yes. good combination. Yeah. Do you have the, not, do you, did you put the flaps on yours? I'm sorry. I'm trying to look at the picture here. Uh, initially. There it is. 
I didn't. Um, I just went with the full span ailerons. Mm-hmm. But this past winter, I cut those off and put the flaps on with the ailerons. Nice. And actually liked it a lot better mm-hmm. because it had the tendency it wanted to come in hot all the time. Really? Okay. It seemed hmm. to. And maybe it's just might have been the way I had it propped, maybe, and the, maybe the engine combination. But it seemed like it came in a little, little hot most of the time. Mm-hmm. And the flaps helped. Yes. Okay. Yeah, most definitely the flaps did help. It slowed it down to like a crawl, literally, when hmm. it comes in. Nice. Interesting. So, so, like, I have the old version, like the original Hangar 9, um, 60 size ARF, and no provision for flaps. Uh, so I just fly mine with flapper on. But mm-hmm. I never use them because mine, maybe I've got, I might have mine balanced a little bit on the tail-heavy side. But mine, I mean, I can come in and, you know, pretty much land tail first. I can get it slowed down so much, which is kind of fun. Yeah. But I don't know. You might try playing with CG. Although if you have flaps now, you may not need to worry about it. But so a stick is the go-to. Yeah. I get Currently that. it is. <laughs> uh, prior to that, that uh, my go-to all the time was the Aeroworks Yak 54, uh, the 60 to 90 size ARF that they made. Mm, now you're talking Ron's language. Mm, you got my ears perked up. Which I've one? It's had that similar size to that, to the Seagull. Okay. 90, yep. Yeah. This one. That's a that's a good size airplane then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love yaks. <laughs> yes, you do. You've got like four. Not it th- doesn't matter. I I love yaks. <laughs> <clears throat> so why why is that no longer your go to then? What? Uh oh. I don't I don't know what happened. It it is in need of some repair. Uh, it's actually been sitting for probably two seasons now. We've all um, got planes like that. <laughs> yeah. I brought it in for a landing. Landing was fine, except when I was about a foot off the runway, I got a crosswind. Mm-hmm. And it literally cartwheeled the plane over on its on the turtle deck. Oh, and yeah, right behind initially I thought, hey, there's no damage. I walked out to pick it up. Um, the cowl had several cracks in it. Um, and the firewall was loose and broke loot, broke off. Oh, so I'm in the process of, I have a new firewall cut for it. I just need to make the time to repair the cow, repaint it and put the firewall back in and remount the engine. Well, nice. That won't be too bad. I mean, it's, it's a weekend's worth of work, but right. it's finding the weekend, especially having young kids. I understand. Yeah. Completely, what mm-hmm. you're what yeah. you're going through. Does that one have the the foam turtle deck, or is it balsa sheeted foam? I can't remember. It's it's actually the balsa. It's all sheeted okay. turtle deck. Yeah. Those are actually surprisingly tough and easy to repair. So that makes your repairs a lot easier. Yeah. So yeah, but there's cool. nothing broken there. He said no, it's no, his cow. right? But well, he mentioned that it you know had flipped over, flipped on it. over yeah. onto it. But cool. Yeah, I like. You should X. get that one fixed. Yeah, you should get that one fixed soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have thought that many times, and then something else always seems to jump in front of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know the feeling. But if you get that one fixed, you don't have to go back to flying that old stick all the time. You can go back to the yak that, you know, is the best go-to plane. Um, <laughs> How many yaks do you currently have flying, Ron? Two. Currently flying. Three. Currently flying. Three. You've flown yeah. three yaks this year? Yeah. Which ones? 
Well, they might be small. <laughs> well, it's still it's the, the two profiles, and then the, well, uh, the same airplane. And, but it's two different airplanes. But it's the same. It's two different airplanes. It's the same. It doesn't matter. No, it matters. If, no, it does I'm not stay matter. Over here. <laughs> Good idea, I, Dave. All right. So, <laughs> and then the e-flight. Okay. Foamy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess you have flown two, um, three. <laughs> so Greg, so hopefully it would be it would be ideal if that is your like worst crash story. But I have a feeling if you've been flying a while, that's probably not. Would I be correct? No, it's not. Not by landslide. So let's hear it. <laughs> Hit us with say, it. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say my worst was um, a Great Plains Escapade. Oh. The ARF, the, the little 40-sized. Okay. I was at a uh, Club Fun Fly, and it just so happened we had a swap meet going, and... I was flying on FM at the time, had no issues with it ever, and just have a feeling later on that just from the way the plane was acting, it went into like a death spiral mm. from about 100 feet up, and I had no control, absolutely nothing, and it just spiraled till it hit the ground, and um, <clears throat> there was some talk later on and we think what happened someone may have turned on uh, an fm radio that was for sale at the time possibly oops oh and but we obviously don't know for sure or who could have possibly been but trying to replay everything because i actually had it out there the night before flew great fantastic no issues and mm-hmm. or who knows maybe it could have gotten into a tip stall, but it didn't have the tendency to want to do that. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've, I've flown a couple of different escapades and I, I don't recall them ever having that bad habit. Right. Yeah. So um, which begs the question, you were flying 72 megahertz then? At the time, yes. Okay. So what's your radio of choice now, if you don't mind me asking? The radio I have right now that's my go-to is a Fatama 14SG. Okay, so you're DSM now, or well, digital spread spectrum, or whatever Futaba calls it, fast. I think yes. Is what they call. Okay. So hopefully that never happens again. <laughs> yeah. No, hopefully not. Would that also um, be your favorite crash story? Because there's worst crash and then there's favorite crash, right? Then they're different for me. I would say I've probably got a couple that are favorites more than that one, really. Okay. That were kind of more entertaining, I guess, yes. would be a good word for it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I was. It was probably a couple years after that when I had a kit built SIG something extra. Um, had it flying an, an evening at the, at the field. Everything was going great. And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm flying over top the, the treetops we have out in the distance. And it was my dad and another fellow club member who said, you better get that thing up. You're getting close to them treetops. I go to pull up elevator, nothing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really pulling on that elevator stick. I hope it's just going to magically do something, even though I knew at that time, all your, you're just along for the ride to see where it goes. And it, it just literally went straight into one of them treetops. And only thing I did remember I did was uh, throttle the engine back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could just hear the sound of the balsa breaking as it went through the tree branches. The trees, yep. 
I know that sound, um, and it's not a fun one. No, no, it's, it's very sickening feeling. <laughs> I guess yeah, is a good every, word for it. Every crack, you're thinking, "Oh, I can glue that back together. Oh, I can glue that." <laughs> and then there's by the, yeah, when it's all said and done, you're like, "Yeah, that's way too many cracks. I'm not gonna be able to glue all that back mm-hmm. together." And actually, it wasn't that bad. Um, I actually was able to get it back about four days later. It literally blew down out of the tree. Oh, that's good. And the engine was fine. Um, only thing I lost was like a couple of servos and one wing half was gone. Um, the fuselage for the most part was still intact and just basically needed a new set of wings for it. Now, when you say the wing panel was gone, do you mean like it was not present or it was just beyond repair? It, it was not present. It was still stuck really? in the tree. Oh, wow. Okay. So you got most of the airplane back. <laughs> right. You got most of it back. That's um, weird. Usually a wing comes out unless it's actually held on through. It was probably impaled. Yeah. Impaled, I was yeah. just thinking that. Mm-hmm. Ouch. That would tell be, you, yes. Having own, owning one of those, uh, they're built tough. The, mm-hmm. the, the something extras. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And yours fly is really nice. Yeah. That's because you're not around trees. <laughs> well, that helps. Yeah. So I imagine, you know, being from Ohio, your, your season's probably similar to ours. So you're you're approaching, you know, the the close build of season. the flying season and the beginning of the building season. You got anything uh, planned for the for a winter build? I do. I've actually probably got two that I'm going to try to get done. I'm in the process of working on a SIG Cadet Mark II kit for my daughter. Yes. Nice. For her to eventually transition into. Even have uh, uh OS 46 glow engine, brand new, waiting for it. That a boy. Now, will you and be building that with her? She has come down and helped. She'll actually go, can I help? And I'll give her like a couple pieces and say, mm-hmm. okay, now we need to glue these together. And she'll kind of like help. If I tell her where to put the pieces, she'll kind of do her awesome. best to get them there. Nice. And I mean, I'm trying to do as much of it with her mm-hmm. as I can, yeah. but then there's obviously parts that is easier to do if I do it myself. Right. <laughs> well, it's all um, easier to do if you do it by yourself, but well, right. Yeah, I, I get it. Piper's wanting to start building too. So we've well, got to find something. A, a cadet Mark II, there's lots of opportunity to glue stuff together because there's yeah. a lot of pieces in one of those. Yeah. A lot of mm-hmm. sticks. Yeah. A lot of yes. sticks. <laughs> no, I tell you for a trainer though, is that not one of the best looking trainers ever? Like ever. Yeah. I, love I would that agree. Airplane. I just yeah. love that airplane. The classics are sometimes the and best. And then if you cover it with like a transparent or translucent, oh man, such a good looking airplane. I know you disagree, but. No, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm partial to my Aerostar. Yeah, that's a good one. The good flying airplane. It's a little sleeker looking. Yeah. But the slab sides, and I just like that stick built up. Oh, it does. I don't know. Just yeah. classic looking. I don't know. I agree. So anyway, sorry, Craig, we got off topic. Yeah. So uh, the cadet, okay. yeah, so the Cadet Mark II for you and your daughter, you said you had another one? Another pl- um, project? planning to finish up um, a Tower Hobbies Uproar kit that I have. Um, it's under partial construction. I want to get that one done for myself. And then I want to start on uh, one of my Super Sportster 40 kit that I have. Short kit, actually, I should say. Oh, cool. 
those fly well. Yeah. The Super Sportsters in yeah. general. It's a great design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. A short kit. Where'd you, where'd you find a short kit? Got it from uh, one of your favorite places, Tom, the Balsa Workbench. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rob's a good dude. Um, Definitely. Uh, yeah, he does a really good job. I don't know if you've put any of his stuff together yet, but um, it goes together really, really well. Yeah, he, did, he does a good job, I think. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from everything I've... I've bought several of his short kits so far and haven't had the chance to totally assemble one yet, but just like trial fitting parts. I mean, just the quality of the laser cutting a job that he does is like mm-hmm. you said, it's a great job that what yeah. he does. Yeah. Yep. And he, like he takes, um, if I may say so, he takes a little creative Liberty sometimes, <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me, with the, with the actual design to simplify it. Um, to the to the benefit of the builder, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they're they're really yeah. easy builds, you know, because he does the key lock, you know, the tab lock type stuff wherever. Oh yeah, and easy alignment and all that there kind of stuff. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. alignment. Yeah, the wing. So I I I was fortunate enough to build the uh, the prototype for his Cloud Dancer Ten kit, and uh, yeah, he had he had pretty much re-engineered the entire kit. Uh, to where it was kind of like jig lock construction. And yeah. I didn't even need a jig to build the wing. I mean, it was just <laughs> self-locking. It was awesome. Yeah. That is very so, nice. Yeah. yeah. Huge fan. That's yeah. Cool. I think you'll, I think you'll definitely like the finished product for sure because the Sportster is a great flying airplane, but I think you'll also like the build experience. Are you going to build it? Are you going to put it together with CA or my favorite aliphatic resin? It's Steve. probably going to be a mixture of probably some different, glues sure. um, I mean I have used the aliphatic resin um, I just kind of started using that more probably than last year okay um, but primarily usually everything I put together is CA and epoxy yeah um, but trying to I guess expand and try new things and see you know like what what's the best place to maybe use this type right. of glue or that type of glue and just kind of tried different things and mm-hmm. expand what you already know and use. Yeah. Well, since, since you'll have two projects going on simultaneously, um, that's a, that's a great setup for using aliphatic or wood glue. Let's just say, call it the yellow wood glue. Um, you know, because it takes time, it lends itself very well to working on multiple projects at once. Cause you can, you can set up a, a glue joint over here. And then while that's curing, you can go over here and work on your other project and so on and so forth. That's why mm-hmm. I like it. And the cure time is longer it than is. CA, yeah. but it's not right. exorbitantly long to where you can only do one glue joint a night. Right. I mean, you can yeah. still build in good time. Well, sure. So. Right. Especially if you're using T-pins and, yeah. and the classic, I say classic, I don't know if I, if that's applicable anymore, but the classic building style, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know, you'd sort of jig everything together and hold it down with weights and T-pins and then you move on to another you know, another project or another part of the build. I, I personally like uh, the the wood glue because it's really easy to sand. Like, especially if you're joining sheets together with it, it's awesome mm-hmm. because it sands the same um, speed, consistency, if you will, consistency almost, yeah. as the balsa that's surrounding it or right. that is surrounding it. Whereas with CA, you know, CA dries hard. very, very hard and it doesn't sand the same as the balsa around it. So that's why I like it. And the One nice reason. thing about wood glue too is it doesn't, you can get it off your hands easier. <laughs> it doesn't stick your fingers together. And if you're building with a kid, 
you have less to worry about yeah. with right. the, yeah. with the wood glue as opposed yeah. to CA. Longer. It doesn't get hot either. No, like CA no. does, and doesn't give off the fumes either. Yeah, that can that can cause uh, allergies and things like that. Yeah. So, so we'll definitely when I yep. do stuff with Piper Bees and wood glue. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, cool. That will be. So those are your two projects: um, a Sig Cadet Mark II, which is awesome, and a Sportster. I like it. So you're gonna is the goal to fly those in the spring? That would be the goal. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What are you gonna What are you gonna power the Sportster with, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I guess I'm possibly thinking about uh, maybe a Super Tiger 45 or a 51 that I have. Super Tiger. All right. And now you're speaking Dave's language. He's a Super Tiger guy. Nothing like Italian horsepower, <laughs> unless it was made in China. <laughs> Yeah, you got to watch those. <laughs> right. I forgot they moved production. Yeah. And they're not the same. I don't care what they anybody tells you. They are not the same. You, you yeah, want one that's no. stamped made in Italy made on it. Made in Italy. Yeah. Those are the ones that, yeah, the, one, the ones that actually run. The ones in China, some of them run. Yeah. That's they, about yeah, all they I They cut corners that. somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Right, I actually, think the same design would be the same. But anyway. There. Sorry, Craig. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Uh, I've, like Dave said, I... I do have one of the Italians super tires. It's a, a 40, an S 40 and yeah, hands down. I mean that, that engine, that thing just screams, I mean, on whatever you put it on and it's always been reliable. Um, now the other two super tires I have, they are the Chinese versions. Um, the 51, I should probably knock on a piece of wood somewhere, but so far <laughs> in the 10 years I've had it, it's always performed and <clears throat> ran well. Yeah. So I must've got one of the good ones, I guess. Could be. Yeah, I mean, they're not all bad. No, no, they're not. Just they're a higher likel- likelihood of them not running well if they are the time one. Well, and the thing that I've noticed with the, with the Chinese ones that I've experienced um, is they wear out faster. Like they lose compression pretty fast, quickly. Uh, as opposed to the one, the Italian made ones, which I still have a, I think it was an X something. It was a pylon engine, X40, oh, X45. Yeah, whatever like that. that was, yeah. A thing, you can't wear it out. So yeah. anyway, cool. I like Super Tigers. They're okay. The Italian a little, ones A little harder to tune than like an OS, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. once you get them tuned, they stay there. They do. All right, Craig. So you sent us a list um, of the list, I should say. Before we get into the list and the details, do you like what's your number? I mean, that's like the the question that Ron likes to hear the answer. I do to. like to hear the answer. It's exciting. <laughs> I would say my number is 28. 28. It's um, a good number. That is a good number. Mm-hmm. Always like to get more, though. It's just well, a matter right. of storage. Like Ron always says, it's a matter of storage. Yep. Yeah. I think we've all had that issue. Mm-hmm. We just need to buy bigger houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, after seeing what's on the floor down here, this is going to be fun. Yeah. There's no walking space anymore, but that's okay. This that's is okay. how I like it. It's how Ron likes it. He likes to be able to not walk around his basement. The be surrounded by airplanes. airplanes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to have to repair something every time I'm down here because, you know, I've got three appendages <laughs> I'm dealing with on the ground, not just two. Not just two. I try to make paths for you. Okay, it's not actually that bad. Like, there's still room. <laughs> they are just around us. Yeah, but it's more fun if we make it sound worse. I know, but I, <laughs> it's not no, like Brian's. You're right. I get. It. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's getting worse. Yeah, Craig. If you ever get a chance, and you're in central to north central Illinois, I would say northern northern, northern Illinois. 
you should definitely make a trip to, to dynamic balls. If getting more airplanes is on your to-do list, then that's the place <laughs> to do it. He's got so many now. I mean, I'm, it's not an ad for Brian, but like, I don't know where he's going to put more airplanes. I don't either. <laughs> But that's like, okay. That's good guys, for us because you, he yeah, needs to get rid of them. Yeah, you guys went up there recently, and from the way you described it to me, I, like I, it's already it was packed in there the last time I was up there, and that's over a month ago now. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine. All yeah. right, currently under construction. I'm going to go down your list, Craig. Uh, Great Plains P5140 size kit. Is that the one that's? Oh no, yeah, here we go. Um, that's the one we've got a picture here of it on the bench. Looks pretty good. Uh, looks like you're actually fairly close. It's it's not too far away. It's just uh, I'm at the final stages of it where I just need to finish the fine details and then start covering and everything else. It's just I've I've had this plane for probably 10, 11 years, and it just kind of got put off to the side, and I just have not went back to it yet. Oh, I and know the feeling. <laughs> I mean, I as much as I want to and get it done, it's just it yeah. hasn't found its spot yet. Do, do you have a... Uh a color scheme picked out for it or not really not yet i'm kind of trying to sort that out okay cool well myself i like the i like the um od green over silver but that's just me all right next we have a goldberg tiger 60 kit nice um where's that one in the stage i don't have a picture of that one it's probably about halfway okay that is a great flying airplane also. I don't know if you've ever flown one, Ron, but the Tiger 60. And mm-hmm. then they did a 40 size too, didn't they? Yeah, and they feel very locked in. That yeah. long tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great airplanes. Almost as good as a Sportster. Really? In fact, I might even say they're they're on a par with each other, I'd say. Yeah, they fly really, really well. Interesting. Uh, and then we've got the Tower Uproar that you mentioned. Uh, Sig Cadet Mark II. Yep, being built for my daughter. Oh, I love that. Love it. Uh, is it going to be pink? <laughs> that's a fair question I, I kind of uh, uh, <laughs> really pink isn't her favorite color okay really Su- surprisingly awesome. it's not so what is her favorite color right now if you ask her what her favorite color is she says yellow oh ah, I like that nice yeah. you can do a lot Which with th- yellow yes you can I thought that would be really good for somebody beginning because you could make it a lot visibility be a lot easier I was mm-hmm. just getting ready to say yellow airplanes. Yellow show with up. black trim. Yeah, they show up so well in the air. Awesome. Cool nice. beans. Uh, then we've got a Tower Chaos 40 there, uh, which, so you've got a Tower Chaos 40. Oh, Chaos. Okay. I'm getting them confused with the Sportster. So Chaos. Yeah, that's a good flying pattern plane. Um, it says currently under construction. So you've started that one, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. How soon till we see that one fly? I would probably like to have that one done in maybe the next month. Okay. It's it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably about halfway through that one as well. What are you going to power that one with? An OS46AX. Yes. That is one of my favorite engines. The 46AX. Good, solid engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it doesn't sleeve peel. Uh, Tower Trainer 40R. Okay. That should be a pretty straightforward build. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we've got the, the, the built and flyable list. Uh, here's my favorite, the Hangar 9 uh, 10cc stick <laughs> with the OS65AX. An E-Flight T28. Which one is that? 
I know it says 1.1 meter, but is that the big one or the medium? That's the medium size one. Medium one. Okay. Yeah. That's that uh, yellow one they just come out with within the last year or two, I think. Yeah. Sharp airplane. I like the picture of it. Um, sorry, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, it's a good looking airplane. Does that have flaps? Looks like it has flaps. Mm, that one does not. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Next, we have the free wing Stinger 64 millimeter jet. How do you like the How do you like the EDFs? I I like them. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's one of those things. They're really fun for like the three four minutes you get out of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Before you guys start looking for your landing approach. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're they're fun to just have them screaming down the runway, full yeah. throttle, and pull up into a loop, and then go do it all over again. Yeah. And then land. And then land. And then <laughs> land. That's pretty much all you get to do. Uh, does that yeah. one have uh, retractable gear? Uh, no, it actually is just hand launch. Oh, nice. Okay. Hand launch and belly land. So simple and light. So mm -hmm. I bet it is fast then. Yeah. What uh, what type of battery do you have to fly with that one? I'm running a three cell, oh. eighteen hundred milliamp lipo. Well, that's not so bad. Really? Hmm. Hmm. That's doable. That is doable. We have lots. Ron's of those. thinking. Yeah, yeah, that got my gears going. <laughs> so I have to look into that one. So Craig, the the free wing is pretty pretty decent quality. Like I have no experience with the free wing. I don't stuff. either. I've owned um, several and they're great. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no problem at all. I mean, when I I bought it, uh, I think it's about five years ago. Everything went together great. No problems putting, screwing and bolting anything together. It went together just as it should. No issues. That's a sharp airplane, too. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the, the color scheme on that. And that one's pretty much just straight four-channel control? No flaps yes. or anything like that on this one either? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no flaps. Could you do, like, are the ailerons plugged into separate channels? Could you do, like, a flapperon setup with that, I wonder? Uh, you probably could. Nice. Yeah, but if it's not necessary, why? Oh, true. Why do it? So the freewing does it? Did it come like uh, with all the electronics and stuff, like a receiver and all that kind of stuff? It was essentially a plug and play. I just had okay. to supply the receiver. Oh, okay, cool. Did you put an AS3X receiver in it or a standard receiver? I just put a standard receiver in it. Nice. I'm yeah. asking for Ron because he's this really piqued his interest. Yeah, it did. I'm like I said, I'm gonna have to look this up. That's. Yeah. That's a good size battery. Yeah. It's a very common size battery. Yeah. So we have lots of those. Between the three of us, we probably have well, a bunch of those batteries. Well, I don't have any 1800s. It, I have a 2200. Yeah, but a 2200 will probably fit. 1800, right? 2200 is essentially the same. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, then we got it's a ton actually, of them. We got a bunch of those. It's yeah, surprisingly nice. pretty affordable also. Yeah. Um, when I bought the one that I have, it was on sale for, I would say, $100. Oh, okay. Um, but they've, it's since, like everything else, jumped up. And I think it's around 150 right now. The last time I saw them, uh, yeah, I bought it from Ocean even, RC. Yeah, yeah even, I still don't think that's bad. Because considering the one I was looking at, and granted, it's got retractable gear and all that kind of stuff, but was the 90 millimeter, uh, oh, my mind just went blank, the Hangar 9, or not Hangar oh, 9, the e flight. E -flight uh, the, um, Viper Habit, jet. Yeah, with the Viper. Mm -hmm. um, those are 650 bucks, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then the batteries are $150 a piece. Right. So mm -hmm. this is much more doable. Yeah. 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 64 millimeters, fairly affordable. Yeah. yeah. What size mm -hmm. fans are on our A10s? Those are small, right? Those oh, are yeah. 40s. Those are, those are small. 50s, aren't they? Are they 50? Yes, okay. those are 50s. Yeah. yeah. 
Cool. So it's probably about the same size then. All right. So Ron's gonna be on the on the lookout for one of those. Maybe. Right. Probably. Cool. Yeah. Here. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next on the list, we've got the Pilot Extra 330 uh, SC uh, with a DLE 20 mm-hmm. on it, 20 RA. This is the one that uh, we were talking a little bit um, before the show. I really, really like the color scheme on this airplane. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, the blue, red, and I'm assuming that's red, and uh, black and white with the checkers. I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I was saying, yeah. don't don't be surprised if you see an E-streak with something very similar to that on it in the near future. <laughs> Just oh, you think so? Yeah, okay. I really like it. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine what that'll look like? Backlit? Huh? That's going to be cool. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, how do you like that 20 RA? Um, I mean, I mean, it hasn't been run yet. Um, still. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Um, waiting to maiden. Duh. I should have continued um, reading. <laughs> but uh, as far as the quality of the engine, I mean. Yeah. I, I have no complaints. I mean, I've heard. Some of those run uh, that belong to other club members. I mean, it, they appear to be really reliable, yeah. great engines. Yeah. The uh, my experience with all the DLE rear exhaust engines is that they all produce more power than their side exhaust uh, cousins, brothers, sisters, whatever they are. Really? Yeah. Something to do with the flow and all that. They're just they're just more efficient and they make more power and they sound good too. Mm. I like that rear exhaust, especially with a with a header and a pipe. They sound really, really cool. Nice. Anyway, uh, Sig Four Star Forty. Oh, that's a great airplane. Uh, what color is yours? No picture of it here. It is currently uh, a red uh, in yellow with uh, black stripes. Nice. But that shows up good. Yes, it's very easy to see. Not a problem. Not a problem with visibility. Good deal. Uh, next up, we got a Seagull Edge 540. This is the 60 size, uh, and you got a mm-hmm. DLE 20 on that one. Uh, standard 20 or the rear exhaust? It's the standard 20. Okay. You won't be disappointed. Just I don't think it's going to make the power that that rear exhaust one does, uh, which is not a problem because that Seagull um, is a, a pretty sweet flying airplane. I had the 40 size. Um, let's see what else we got here. Hobby Zone Duet, that's going to be, uh, that is your daughter's. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the Sport Cub S. And then you have a Hobby Zone Super Cub. What's the difference between the Sport Cub and the Super Cub? Uh, the Super Cub is the one that uh, I originally learned on. Oh, okay. When I first started I out flying. You. So I you mean, still have your it, first airplane? I still have my first airplane. That's, that's impressive. Awesome. Mine's long gone. Yeah. That's um, really, really awesome. Mine have been com- composted. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that the blue one or was that the red one? It was the red one. The red one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think that was, I think the red one came out before the blue one did. Because I started with the blue one, and the blue one had a couple extra things added onto it that, if I remember right, ended up being about useless. Because it had some sort of, tell me if yours did, mine had some sort of sensor that sensed the sky. And if you kind of got, it was just, it looked like a little LED, but it was a light sensor. And if it got off kilter or something and noticed it was darker than it was supposed to be, it would kind of really fix itself. Yeah. Interesting. I, I believe mine did have that. I think that I think they referred to it as anti-crash technology. I think at the time. Yeah, that sounds. I think right. is what it says on on mine. Okay, yeah, I remember. And that. I actually just turned that off. Yeah, oh, I did too, because I and, I hated not being in control of it. Yeah, yeah. It would always do things at the weirdest times. Right. <laughs> kind of like safe. 
Well, I mean, you can tell that, I mean, this obviously, if he was 2007 with his red one and I started 2011, 12, whatever it was. Yeah. With mine. I mean, they've, they've come a long way for that in the last 10 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I, I poo poo safe. It's, it's a wonderful technology. It's just not for me. I agree. All right. Moving on. Uh, Under repair, you have the AeroWorks Yak that we've talked about. Uh, And then you have, and this, I love this. You have this very long list of kits to be built, <laughs> which you can never have too many kits waiting for a rainy day. I mean, nope, or retirement. Uh, my, so. my, my theory is you can't ever have too many airplanes and you got to keep adding to it so that the, the ones you currently have don't get lonely. Yeah. Oh, I like That's, that. Yeah, I like that also. Yeah. I may have to replace my N plus one with, with what he just said. N plus one so they don't get lonely. Oh, combine them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So first we have the Great Plains Extra 360 size kit. I remember that one. Um, was that was that Great Plains take on the Goldberg kit? Dave? They're very similar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that was a great flying airplane. Uh, oh, a Goldberg chippy kit. Where'd you find one of those? I actually bought it off eBay about five years ago. Okay. And if you don't um, mind me asking... Did you pay a fortune for it? And you don't have to tell me the number, but did you pay what you felt like was too much for it? Because they're ridiculous. Those chipmunk kits are up there. I can't yeah. believe how much people are like getting for them. Like if you get on eBay and look at like sold ones, ones that actually, it's like three and four hundred dollars. Red box more. Top flight kits are three hundred dollars. Well, yeah, there's that. But there's a yeah. lot of balsa in one of those kits. <laughs> so I believe I paid. It was about two twenty for it shipped. Now, oh, see, that's not that's, bad. That's yeah. what I would consider reasonable. Yeah, I would say that's mm-hmm. the reasonable round. Yeah. That was five years ago. But five, yeah. Right. Well, just recently I've noticed, like, I think I, I was on last <clears> month sometime because I saw somebody across um, Facebook had one for sale. And, I, and the price was, like, up near five. It was, like, four or something. I was like, no oh, way. Oh, my goodness. So then I got on eBay, and sure enough, peop- they have been selling on eBay for around that. It's like... Man, that's nuts! Like, like, I, why? It's a great kit, but yeah, not at four hundred dollars. It's a super cheap. No. I mean, S- supply and demand. I mean, if I people suppose, want them yeah. and you don't have very many of them, then you can yeah. get a fortune for it. And the same thing, not to get off the topic here, but the same thing for the Goldberg Ultimate Kit. Remember, you remember that kit? Oh, that those are biplane? sky high. Yeah, ridiculous. And I've had like four of them in the past, you know, few years. <laughs> and I wish I would have kept one now. Anyway, so anyway. Goldberg Super Chippy. That's going to be a, that's a fun airplane to fly to. Uh, Great Plains Super Sportster, the big one, 9120. That's the kit, right? Not the ARF? Yeah, that's, that's the kit, kit correct. Oh, awesome. That'll be a fun build, too. Uh, top Flight P4760 kit. Is this mm-hmm. the Gold Series or the original one? It's the Gold Series. Nice. I have one of those as well. Much nicer than the Red Box. <laughs> yes. Much more fun to build. Uh, top Flight Corsair 60 size kit. Uh, top flight P-51. So I'm seeing a trend here, Warbirds. Um, and then a top flight P-47 short kit. So you got two top flight kits, okay, of the P-47. Mm-hmm. Is that a Balsa Workbench short kit? Um, it was. I okay. was able to obtain a uh, CAD cut file um, for that airplane, and I sent it to Rob. Nice. He had it for about a week or so and worked up a price for me and goes i can most definitely cut it for you awesome so So that so that came with ribs and formers basically yes and then you'll Mm -hmm. you'll supply everything else nice that's awesome 
Um, I may have to give Rob a call. Uh, Great Plains Sportster 40 short kit and then the Sportster 60 short kit. Also, the, the rest of these are all, looks like they're all balsa workbench. Uh, oh, here we go. Goldberg Extra 300 short kit. It would be interesting to me to see if there's any difference between that and your Great Plains Goldberg 60 kit. Or, I'm sorry, Great Plains uh, Extra kit. Like, dimensionally, see if there's much of a difference. And then we got a Tower Trainer 40 kit. That's a good flying airplane, actually. It's a fun airplane. It'll actually roll, and mm -hmm. I think we used to do stall turns with them even. Uh, Tiger 60, another Tiger 60. I like the Tigers. I like those, too. Uh, and then, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the, that's the list. That's a great list. <laughs> I love the fact that his kits to be built list is longer than any of the other lists. Yeah. It takes after you. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and they're all balsa. Did you notice? Yeah. That was all balsa. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I it's like a that. very good list. That makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. Just to make you happy. So yes. Exactly. Make Tom happy. Yeah, Craig, thanks for agreeing to do this with us. Um, I always enjoy, especially guys who have similar interests as me, balsa and glow. So this has been fun. Um, and I appreciate the pictures of the airplanes. And like I said, don't be surprised. Um, we're we're going to do a, a group build probably. I can say we I can say we can that we're going to do that now, right, Ron? Well, I don't know when this is going to come out. So we well, might we're be, looking at doing we might potentially be the group a, build. Is what I'm saying <laughs> a group build over the over the winter. And um, don't be surprised if you see your um, that edge color scheme on my project or something similar because <laughs> I really like it. Sure. Yeah. Maybe add some stars and bars on the side. That'd be kind of cool, mm -hmm. right? All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm now. Well then, Craig, thank you very much for coming on. It's been fun. Uh, until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Tom. I'm Dave. And you. I'm Craig. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.